Hey guys, welcome, welcome back. My name is Faith. Ugh. Do I still need to introduce myself on this platform? Like, I'm hoping for you to be on this episode by now. You should already know my name. But for those who don't know the name, the name is Faith. And today we're going to be talking about money. Not money, money per se, but how to handle money. And for a subject, I'm going to title it Biblical Money Principles. So don't go anywhere. Let's get right in into it as individuals we all need money um it doesn't matter your tribe it doesn't matter your ethnicity it doesn't matter your race your age your gender whether you're muslim christian pagan buddhist whatever it is you would need money at some point as long as you're living on planet earth because that is uh it is a is a legal tender that's how you pay make payments and we i you already know what money is used for i don't need to break it down so um before i delve in i like to say this that we live in a cause and effect world and what do i mean by that whatever you sow you shall reap put it put it in a layman's term or words whatever you plant you will harvest so don't think you're going to plant apple or rather you're going to plant orange seeds somewhere in your garden and you come back in the next few months and you see an apple tree that is impossible so we are going to delve right into the five things to do with money stay tuned First things first, number one, get on a budget. Like you need to live on a written budget, not the one you make in your head, like mental, mm -mm, no. Write it down. This is how much you get in a month. This is how much you're going to spend. This is how much you're going to save. And you have to follow it strictly, like (laughs) all the time. Um, In the book of Luke chapter 28, it says, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, end of quote. So you need to be ready to, how would I put it? You need to, you need to count your costs, so to say, you need to know how much it takes in a month, how much you need to spend on feeding, on transportation, basically work on a budget. You know, you need to be faithful in the little things. So when the big box comes, you're like, you're balling. It won't be an issue. That is number one. Secondly, secondly, get on, no, get out of debt. Avoid debts like a bad plague. If a plague is already bad, I don't even need to say bad plague. Do not borrow. Do not take loan. Do not, do not borrow without the fact. Don't even borrow. Take borrowing out of your vocabulary. Take and can you lend me can you loan me Mm-mm, don't do that i i would i would gladly say I, I i really do that i don't even think i borrow from my own brothers it's very it's very rare i have to be i don't even think i've been that broke to want to borrow or except maybe i had a transaction and my my bank is kind of messing things up for me but aside that i do not borrow i i i follow this rule and this principle like is the gospel honestly so in the book of proverbs chapter 22 verse 7 what does it say it says the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender so there's there's actually no scripture that says debt is a sin however however there is nowhere also in the scripture where god used 
or he used he used depth to bless his people or any scripture that says anything positive about depth so in summary what i'm trying to say is depth is stupid and those who engage in stupid things are you fill in black space by yourself so he says um um you your, your your most powerful wealth your most powerful wealth tool is your income your income could be the one your monthly salary your side hustle whatever it is but have a steady flow of money it's not it's not good it's always going out going out going out going out or spending have a steady inflow so how do you get out of debt like really i know some people are already boring and okay i've borrowed so far i don't want to borrow anymore you you need to make a conscious effort not to borrow ever in your life in fact you should write it down so that the day i borrow the day i die <laughs> oh, i'm joking no you shouldn't bring death into it but cut every 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 means that you think is going to make you borrow if it's cutting on your lifestyle do that if it is cutting on, don't starve yourself, but if it's reducing the number of times you eat in a day so you do not have to borrow, don't do it. Because the thing people don't understand is that when you borrow money, whether you like it or not, you are a slave to that person you borrowed money from. And until you pay that debt, you are still his slave. <laughs> the word is enough for the wise. Number three, you need to foster high quality relationships so in the book of first corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 it reads do not be deceived evil communication or evil company corrupts good manners or good habits end of quote so you become who you hang around with often charles t jones he once said that five years from today you become the same person today you become the same person you are today apart from the books you read and the people you meet so the books you read are as important as the people you meet in your day-to-day life so studies have actually shown that over the course of 10 years or, or so your your income will be like approximately 10 to 20 percent of the average of your 10 closest friends income and what do I mean by that now? So with, with all I've said, basically in summary, let me just speak plain English. If you want to know the scripture, you need to hang out with friends who know the scripture. If you want money, you need to hang out with people who have money. And that doesn't mean you should that necessarily it doesn't mean you should discriminate people around you like, oh, you can't be my friend. You know, some girls say, mm, you can't sit with us. Mm, mm, mm. Don't be a bitch. Don't give bitch attitudes. No. Don't discriminate and only hang out with rich people. That would be that would be very unfair. <laughs> but your ten closest friends should be people you want to be like. It's as simple as that. Bam. I've dropped the nail on the head that's it so number four you need to save and invest don't do one without doing the other because you'll be a very foolish person not to you don't just save and save and save and save and hope that one day magically the money in your account will just appreciate from 1 million to a 10 million or something no it doesn't work that way especially um, in, in in times like we have noticed that money in countries i won't even say nigeria nigeria is not the only country whose whose um value in currency 
um, depreciate due to inflation. It happens in every country, even America, it happens. So you can't save the money hoping that, oh, in the next 10 years, I'm going to use this money to do this and that. Mm-mm. Sister, brother, no. As you are saving, you're saving basically, you're saving in case of emergency, what we call a rainy day. You get, and then investment now, come where the investment comes in is, how do I increase this money that I'm saving? How do I multiply it? And that is where you have to, you know, either start up a business, invest in a business, or you buy a land, or you buy gold, or anything. But do not buy a car and think you are making a good investment because that is not. I'm going to talk, like I'm going to give a different talk on what is a good investment and what is a bad investment. But do not save without investing and do not invest without saving. Because even if you invest and the money comes out and then something happens to your business, your savings is what is going to bring you out. Like what we call doest machina in um, literature. That's what is going to bring you out of that trouble, that emergency situation, your savings. So don't, don't neglect, don't neglect any of it. And last but not the least, be incredibly generous. You know, like Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah. Seems like talk show hosts, they have a thing for giving things away. So yeah, God loves a cheerful giver. Even human beings love cheerful givers. And I'm, I'm not just talking about, you know, tithes and offerings in your local church. That's fine and good. You could keep doing that. But it's more about the cheerfulness while you're giving. You're not grumpy. You're not squeezing your face like, mm, yeah, I don't know why someone's begging me for my... Mm. If you want to give, give cheerfully. That's how the blessing comes upon you. Your attitude towards giving is what counts and not even the amount you are giving. Generosity is not just transfer of funds, you know, like, yeah, take this 5 million, yeah, you take 10 million, (laughs) and you think you're being generous. That's good. I would love that too. But you need to understand that generosity is a spirit. You know, generous people, there's really something about them. They're more attractive. They smile more. They're happy. They're not grumpy. You know, they are the ones that open the doors for you, you know, and help you out when your grocery bag or your market bag rips open and your items are just falling on the floor and you just see them, they're like, they're picking it with no, with no attitude and like, see this careless one, you cannot even hold your market bag well, no. They're picking it up and you know, they're running around to pick it up for you. Those are the generous people. You know, these are the ones who go to restaurants and they eat. You know, and drop tips. All these cheap Christians are going to leave tip. One word for you: change, repent, leave a good tip. If if the waiter or the waitress was, if the the service of the waiter or the waitress was good, leave a tip. There's no biggie. Leave your change. It's twenty naira. Leave the change for the person. It's ten naira. What do you want to do with ten naira now? Buy one sachet of pure water. I don't understand. You get so it's all a form of generosity. Generosity is a spirit. It changes everything in your life, and God loves such people. So don't forget that we're made in His own image and His own likeness. God is a giver. He gave His only begotten Son. Like what is ten naira that He cannot leave for somebody? What was fifty k? Eh? God gave it life. He gave life so you would be 
you would be saved. He gave his only begotten son. I know, I know it's, 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 it's hard to give when you're broke or when you're in debt, but all that can change when you actually decide to change. So with the, by, by the grace of God, when, when we wake up every morning, we know that we can do it again. And it's an opportunity to say, thank you that I am, that I'm able to give to someone who doesn't have as much as I do. So when you do these things, you're just going to watch your life change, both in the marketplace, in your family, your, your workplace, everything, your immediate community, everything is going to change if you learn how to give. Thank you for listening. And before I go, I'm going to just drop, you know, some, I won't really say some, some wisdom. I'm going to drop some wisdom here about money. People need to understand, I want people to understand that money is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. And what is a tool? You're supposed to make use of the tool. Don't let the tool make use of you. People are so into money these days that I feel like they're not the ones spending money. Money is the one spending them. Money is the one making use of them to carry out his own deeds and not the other way around. So you need to check that money is a tool and that's what it should be used for. Number two, money only amplifies who you are so if you are a junk if you're an asshole if you are boom, when you get money you just become a bigger jerk you become a bigger asshole so and if you're generous if you're kind if you're a loving person when you get money you become more kind you become more more more, more, more loving and you become just more sweet so money is not what changes a person no it only amplifies who that person already was from the beginning i hear people say oh when he didn't have anything he was so humble hmm. he was so he was so gentle now he has money he's just he's just proud he's just priding everywhere oh sisters he was already proud before the money came the money just showed you who he really was you know so let's just get out out of the way don't don't think money changes people nope it only amplifies who they are it makes them a bigger version of what they were when they didn't have it number three and the final thing now say it's 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 not about how much money you earn but what you do with this money that matters and that's why i have to say i have to give a very big shout out to <laughs> say shout out <laughs> i'm sorry i have to give a very big shout out to everybody who has a form of foundation you know empowerment initiative whatever it is ngos that are doing great things for the less privileged for women and children for people who do not have as much who can't even afford three what am i saying three square meals who can't even afford to eat once in a day Thank you so much to all those people. Like I really, I wish I will become like them, have my own foundation and, you know, use, put that money into good use, not just for yourself and your family. No, people who do not have, God blessed you with that money so you can be a blessing to a thousand other people that you don't even know. Okay. So those are my final thoughts. I hope you enjoyed listening to my money talk. <laughs> Don't forget to join me next time. I will be right here waiting for you. So that is all for today. Do have a great day. <laughs>